right, we are on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have Marlon Chito Vera coming off of a huge win against Sugar Sean, um, riding a big wave, uh, getting some attention. You know, this is a veteran. This is a guy who's had a lot of fights in the UFC. Um, so this fight was kind of a perfect opportunity for someone like him who's been just waiting patiently, winning fights. He's won six of his last seven fights. He's definitely in a position to, to earn a fight like this. And now he got the win. So I think this is the, uh, the birth of a, a new rising star, um, even though he was already doing good and even though he was already um, coming in with a lot of momentum. He's won six of his last seven fights. If you watched the last podcast I posted with Luke Rockhold, he jumped in for a few minutes, and and I had to get him on. I wanted to know more about Cheeto Vera. Um, you know, I, I seen his fight with Sugar Sean. I seen a couple of his fights before, but I didn't really know his story other than he was on uh, Tough Latin America. So I figured it'd be a, a good time to sit down and get to know a little bit more about his story, uh, how he got into MMA, how he got where he is right now, and then where he uh, wants to go next. So let's talk to Marlon. All right, Marlon Chito Vera, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, man. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you right now? A big win over Sugar Shine. I feel good, man, but you know, it cannot feel that good. You know, you gotta go back to work and you gotta just just keep moving forward. You know, you cannot just stay celebrating one win forever. You know, it's just another night at Disney. So it was cool. You know, we got drunk that night, but on (laughs) Sunday we drive we drove back home and. Monday, I sit down and, you know, plan what I can do better, how I can improve and go from there. You know, right now I'm ready pass forward that and I'm sitting, I'm waiting for the next call. But what is that going to happen? I'm getting ready. I'm training every day. I'm asking how to get better. And right now, all the technical work when, when you should be doing it right now. Like right now, I'm getting better. I'm doing things. You know, before I start going hard and get my cardio and getting strong and stuff like that. But um, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great and just keep on moving. Not, not that you haven't had a lot of uh, tough fights and a lot of experience, but how was it going into this fight with him getting so much press and so much uh, attention? Did it change anything for you or was it another fight for you? It's it, it just another fight, you know. It's a, it's a fist fight, you know. Yeah. You cannot focus in too much bullshit around, <laughs> but it's good. The press is good, you know. It's good because all the press myself or my opponent gets is only going to benefit the winner. So I was I was happy about 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 the moment, about the momentum, and I was happy this fight got consoled the, the the first time because now was a bigger place for both guys, it was yeah. a bigger fight for both guys, and the winner took it all. You know, yeah. I took his lunch money. You did. And, you know, the thing is, man, you know, a lot of people think he rolled his ankle. But, you know, I, I watched a video by Stan Lee MMA. I'm going to give him a shout out to Stan Lee on, on YouTube. He broke your fight down and, and he showed how you were landing those low kicks. And then he actually he took a lot of other fights where people were landing low kicks and it was causing some kind of nerve damage in the leg, which ultimately yeah. caused them to start misstepping and losing their balance. And then eventually right. uh, they they rolled their ankle or they did something like what, Sh- what Sugar Sean did. So it's not like he just like had a freak accident or anything. You you were landing kicks. You were causing the damage. And then he rolled his ankle, which even then wasn't like a broke ankle. It wasn't like an injury that should have you know, prevented him from continuing. And then you capitalized perfectly and landed that elbow. So... 
you know, I'm sure you're, you're well aware of this, but I mean, it, it definitely wasn't any fluke. It definitely wasn't any rolled ankle. Like you were landing the right shots. I, I love your patience in the beginning. You were being very patient. He was long, he was switching stances and you were just kind of waiting and, and, and landing back everywhere you could. I thought it was a great fight. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, 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 I'm with you there. Like even I would say like this, even if my opponent has a freak accident, like what happened to Ellenberger that his foot got stuck in the cage and then he got TKO by Masvidal. He didn't lose because of that. Masvidal was was about to do it anyways. And I will say the same thing. Let's see, I will kick him, you know, two inches apart of the nerve. And like, let's be real. It's not like I'm doing like, okay, the nerve is right there. I'm going to throw this kick at uh, 360 degrees. No, you just fucking throw it as hard as you can. Hopefully you break the guy. It's the same thing when you throw overhand right to the, to the face you're expecting the guy to go to sleep so you know there's there's a little bit of controversy but i know what happened you know the people that really know how to fight now you got you got real experience you, you you're not a fan boy you know you you were a great fighter now you're in charge of one of the biggest camps in the world so you understand fight and then i appreciate talking to people that understand fighting because i'm a i'm a pretty big nerd in mma so i try to go deep in detail and stuff like that so Always there's going to be satisfied people and unhappy people. You cannot satisfy everybody. All I right. satisfy myself. I, I collect a double check. <laughs> I went to celebrate. And now I'm, I'm, I'm back in the, in the wing column. I got a uh, bullshit decision in Florida, which I still was being good. It was a good experience. It was a good fight. But it was a bullshit decision anyways. So I put me back in the wing column and he's moving forward, you know. Now, 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 people, you know, I'm in the spotlight. I'm, I'm gonna take advantage of it. Now is when I have to show up, and I say that before this fight. This is a big fight, and I need to show up, and then I did. But guess what? When that fight's over, the next one is still as important and even more important. So Absolutely. it's a it's a never ending it's a never ending train. You think you're good after this night? No, <laughs> the, the following is, is the most important one. So there's not. That is never the most important. It's always what's coming next. Yeah. And, and you know, going back to that real fast, you know, your decision uh, loss. I mean, you, you're still, even with that loss, you know, six out of seven in your last seven fights. That's that's a, that's a hell of a momentum right there. And so you're doing, you know, it, even with that loss on, on the record, you're still you're still pushing some heavy momentum. What do you think about Suga's uh, recent comment on that he doesn't considering it a loss mentally and stuff. Do you think a fighter should take it that way? You you think he you think a fighter should take it as if like it, it wasn't a loss, or he should just take it as a loss, move on, learn from it, and just worry about the next fight and not try to make excuses. Like, what's your take on that? Because a lot of fighters lost respect for him for just not owning up to the fact you beat him, bro. You you beat him. You know he took his, he needs to take his loss and move on. I will I will say I will say this. Um, if a, if a guy it's full of excuses. The guy is a pussy, you know. He's not. He's not. He's not a real man. I, I wouldn't even go in the in the in the real martial artist role because that will, that that will go deepest, deep, very deep in that side. But talking about as a man, as somebody that you decide to be a a prize fighter a, a, and and do this for a living, and you take a, a loss and then you're you're bitching around and you're putting all these kind of excuses, you know. This is so how 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 big of a bitch you are and. I don't mind that. Good, good for him being a bitch, you know. He just, he just, he just make it easy for the next guys that will fight him, you know, because people will know that, that he don't really, he's not a real, he's not a real fighter. Like, I know one thing: I'm a real fighter. Yeah. If if we are in, you know, 
in, in a bagger and you talk shit to me, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to punch in the face. Yeah. So I, I, I know what I train for. I know what I live for. So I stand by my, by, by my rules and, you know, I lost before and I, I, I can, I'm telling you, I did have excuses in some of those losses, but guess what? I don't throw it. I, I don't, I don't spell that to the world because even if you have an excuse, it's your fault for yeah. let that excuse happen, for let yeah. that person, guy you run, for let, I don't know, I'm, I'm just making things happen. Like, no, I know what you mean. For, 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 for let your emotions get to your head. Even if you have an excuse, it's your fault. So take it like a man or a bitch forever. I mean, just like you hear, I mean, you, you never hear fighters, you know, in their post fight when they lost, talk about, oh, I, mean, some, I guess you do sometimes, but you, oh, I was sick and I was injured and all that. It's like, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. But, but us as fighters, like we have to accept it and we have to take our loss. And it hurts sometimes because we were injured and we were sick and we just had a breakup and we got a divorce and we, yeah. we had a problem, whatever the case. But because of those yeah. reasons, you, you can't cry. Like as a fighter, you have to be that alpha. So it's like, you have to take it. And I don't think he's learned that lesson yet. I think that's going to be something he's going to have to learn now when he's when he's uh, getting the heat for for what he said. He's gonna he's gonna keep finding out. He's, you know, if you don't learn now, he's gonna keep finding out. And then I'm not interested in finding him. There's no rematches at this level in the UFC. If I win and he win in the future, yeah. But if we're talking about rematches, I will fight 100 the, percent the 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 Chinese guy because that guy owed me. I win, and I will. I will stop if we if we, if we fight again. <laughs> and again, I'm not even interested in that one. I'm moving forward in the ranking, so I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. need. I don't. There's no. There's no need to look down. So, I'm. I'm good there. But, you know, this is silly. You silly. You show how big of a of a bitch you are, and also shows how run your environment is. You you, you don't need to surround yourself with people that kiss your ass all day you yeah. can also run yourself with people that <laughs> tell you the, the best thing in the world and because <laughs> this, this sport is real yeah. once you find out you will find out so <laughs> it's honest my it's honest my only thing is like <laughs> everybody that is in my corner everybody that trains with me none of that people is kissing my ass none of that people is telling me what i want to hear I just want honest opinion and real people around me because it's the only way to make it to the top of real world champion one day. I, if, if somebody is, you know, kissing us, that person will never turn with me. I guarantee you that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you got a murderer's row ahead of you, man. I mean, your your division is stacked from Peter Yan to Morales and Sterling, Garbrandt, Edgar, uh, Aldo, everybody. Who who are you eyeing, and and what is your plans of progression in this division? I will say since 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 the there's a little publicity behind of me against Aldo, like. Uh, somebody asked me which fight you would like. I was like, I don't know, whoever. And then that in that interview, the guy asked me like, you and Aldo will be great. And I, I think I said, I will fin, I, I will take the fight in a minute and I will finish him. But you know, sounds like I say, I'm gonna finish him in a minute. So they're promoting that. So well, <laughs> yeah. fuck it, you know, it went a little wrong, but promote it, just promote it, whatever. And then it's a fight I will take, and I do believe I can finish him. So I'm down for that fight. It's a, it's a big name. He's a former champion. He's a guy that fought forever. And then, you know, I respect him for what he did before, but if we fight in the cage, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him out. And I and I hope the fight happens. So it was a kind of a coincidence how it kind of got started, but you are interested in a fight with Aldo. That would be a good fight that you'd be excited about. Yes, I, I would be very excited about anybody ahead of me in the rugby. Like right. 100% very excited. So 
But I just think, like, you know, why not? It's, it's going to be a big fight. You know, it's, it's a guy that was a champion for a long time. Right now he's trying to keep it to keep it up, so why not? And then since there's a little bit of a steam behind, let's do it, you know? And there's a lot of hardcore fans that, that know a lot about you and have been watching you for a long time. And there's a lot of people that I've been telling that, that I'm going to have you on the show now in the last few days, and they really want to know about you because of this big win over Shiga. Um, so I'm going to go back a little bit um, in the beginning of your career. You were, you were on Tough Latin America, and, and I want to know kind of what led into that. So you were in Ecuador, right? Is that where you were before Tough yes. Latin America? And so you, you grew up in Ecuador? Yes, I, I grew up in Ecuador, and it, there, there wasn't much fighting for me there. There wasn't much like, you know, it's not, it's not like a place that everybody goes to a, to a gym and, you know, they're fighting. Right. What I used it was a weird thing. I was just fighting all the time in the streets. Somehow I was just fighting. Mm -hmm. I was I was getting into fights. I was getting in into in into street fights in the school in the, in a club. I was just fighting all the time. <laughs> and then um, one day I saw a, a jiu-jitsu school and I was like, by when I saw the jiu-jitsu school, I, I was already watching UFC and I was like telling people I want to be a UFC fighter. People was like, dude. You don't even train. Like, what are you what, what are you talking about? Like, you're a regular kid that surfs in the weekends and you know get drunk here and there. So, what yeah. you mean by I want to be a fighter? I'm like, I don't know. I watch on TV. They make money. That's my real passion. People say, look, look, just because you fight in the street, it don't make you a fighter. You, you're somebody that get excited by adrenaline. Like, you will ride a bull if you have the opportunity. And I'm like, you're right, but. I'm a fighter. It's hard to explain that to somebody, but right, you, know, right. you know when you're a fighter. But you enjoy fighting. So I was like, I want to be a you. Yeah, I enjoy fighting. I was like, I was attracted by getting in a fight. So I was telling people, like, I want to be a UFC fighter. So I was like, okay, take it easy. My friends were like, go to a gym and, and prove yourself. So I was looking around. The, in Ecuador, the biggest thing is jiu-jitsu. Like, we have really good jiu-jitsu. So I was like, might as well start in a strong martial arts than go to a, like a, you know, weaker martial arts and just, you know, fuck around. So I went to the jiu-jitsu school and the very, you know, normally you go, you try a class and then you see what happened. I went with a, with a check, paid for a month. And then they were like, oh, you were quick. I'm like, you haven't even tried. I'm like, I don't need to try it. I, I know that my, I, this is my college. I'm signing up right, right now yeah. for college. And they were like, okay, whatever you say, kid. And the jiu-jitsu instructor, it was like, it, it's a, it's, it was a high level. It's a high level black belt from Brazil and then the guy was like okay welcome to the class you know get a gear and jump in and I was like hey can we talk to you he's like okay what do you need and he's like I want to be a UFC fighter I want you to to tell me how to do it and then he's like okay calm down like <laughs> there's a long road you gotta fight yeah. you know a couple of fights here and there and then you gotta see if you have it I'm like like I'm like I'm telling you I'm gonna be a UFC fighter and they were like I was laughing I was like okay whatever you say dude come here be a UFC fighter because he fought too, he he used to fight. Uh, that was my first UFC instructor. So he was. Everybody was laughing. Like when 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 the other students were like like more older than me, they were asking me like, "What's going on with you, kid? Like you came every day here, you're aggressive, and you tell everybody you want that." I'm like, "I'm telling you, I want to be a UFC fighter." They were like, "Look, dude, this is not the country for that." And I was like, "Like, don't you dare me! Like, just 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 sit and watch." And and they and they when they when I saw them now, they're like, "Dude." You were crazy. You were telling people. I'm like, I'm guessing, you know, the crazy people is the one that made it. Uh, you got to, I man. signed up for a, for a jiu-jitsu month. 
without even training, without even knowing what's going on, and just thinking, I want to be a UFC fighter. And that's that's really how I made it. Then I will, I will. This is before the Ultimate Fighter. Once I already become a fighter, I was fighting like I, I did three fights in Ecuador, in a like in a lower level, used to like see where I was, how my emotions play. Was it hard finding fights in Ecuador? Like as far as like legitimate fights? Like once you started training, was it really hard to find like legitimate sanction? Not sanctioned, but like just organized fights? It, it was hard because it was literally like one show a year. Yeah. And they would be like, yeah, we, we're planning to make a GP. We're planning on like, it was it was a lot of talk. There was yeah, a lot of, of enthusiasm. But there wasn't, there wasn't like, you know, like every three months or things like that. So what I did since, you know, since I'm a nerd, since my whole life, I, I, I would like send emails to every single promotion in South America. You're like, a hustler, I send, like, bro, not a nerd. I would send like, oh yeah, I would send like 20, 30 emails a day like, hey, please, can you give me five, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this is my name, this is my record, I will send pictures, videos, I'm like, and they will answer to me like, hey, thanks for reaching out, like, we, we make local fights, we don't have money to fly you out, we, don't, we cannot pay your purse, or we don't want to treat you like, you know, we don't do those things because we can fight cheaper fights here and just make it local, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, I'm not asking you for money. Just give me the give me the poster with my face and somebody else in there, and then we go from there. I asked my family, my friends, a couple of sponsors to pay for my ticket, to pay for all and they were like, are you really willing to fight for free? I'm like, look, throw something. like Just put a, put a price, put a 200, 300. Yeah. I don't fucking know, for free. But... My idea was fight as much as I can before I made it to the UFC. And then they, they were like, what do you want to do for free? This is a job. I'm like, yeah, because I, I will be in the UFC one day and I will make the money one day. So right now I'm just making, I'm just getting a steam. I just want to, I just, just want to make it happen. I, I just did it like that. I was, I, I was like just telling, and I was fighting like every three months I fought in Peru, <laughs> in Mexico, in Panama. And people, and then that's how I get to know. That's how people put me, that's why. The fans basically put me in the ultimate fire because I was fighting everywhere. And then, you know, three different countries plus mine, four. I get people know I'm a fighter and I was getting real. That was my ticket. Yeah. And, you know, there's something, there's something to be said about saying something and doing it because, like, we come from very different backgrounds. I came from Texas, small town Texas boy. And, you know, during football, football's big in Texas. In offseason, we would watch the UFCs. And I was already training, you know, and fighting martial arts. Came from Taekwondo, kickboxing, whatever. But when we were watching UFC in the offseason, I was telling everybody in football that I was going to be in the UFC. And I don't know why I was so convinced and so sure that I was going to do it, but I 100% believed I was going to do it. And then I went on to fight, obviously, in the UFC, 15 fights in the UFC. And it's like, there's something to be said about believing something so much that you tell people and, and saying it and, and, and really, truly believing it. And, and you apparently did the same thing, you know, like you were telling everybody the same thing and you made it. All right, guys, this is that time where I thank our sponsor, a.k.a. Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort. I'm biased, of course, but it is the highest rated gym, highest rated destination gym in the world. And... It is my baby, but it is an amazing place for you to come to visit, and I recommend all of you do so that are watching this, and I'm even going to give you 30% discount. That discount is still going on. I'm doing this for all you guys that can't come right now. The airports are shut. The airports in Phuket will open on October 1st, so as of the taping of this podcast, 
the airports are not open. And because of that reason, anybody that, that pre-books training, I will give you 30% off uh, group uh, training, all group training. So whether it's a week, a month, three months, six months, a year, whatever, no expiration date. So if you, if you pre-book now and commit yourself to coming, you can use it anytime in the future. You can transfer it to somebody else if you decide not to come. Um, whatever you need to do. You can go to akthailand.com right now, book your training. Everything is already set up. If you have any questions, you can email info at akthailand.com. And before I show you the commercial for the guys that haven't seen AK Thailand already, I want to give a big shout out to MMA World on YouTube. Um, this is not a sponsor. This is not a paid uh, endorsement of any kind. But MMA World is a fantastic YouTube channel that gives updates on all the news in MMA. Um, and they do a, a fantastic job. I watch every episode and they give us a lot of love and, and they put a lot of clips of our show, um, on their, on their show. And, and I really appreciate that. So I want to give them a shout out. So if you're not already watching them, which you probably are, but if you're not, it's called MMA world on YouTube. They're also on Instagram. Please give them a check out. Um, again, it's not sponsored this is not paid. This is just me showing love to somebody who shows us love back. And so, uh, yeah, just wanted to, to shout them out real fast. And now I will show you AK Thailand for all you guys that haven't seen it. And for those who have seen it, just watch it again. It's cool. We put a lot of work into this commercial and it's Dana White. If Dana White says something's good, it's got to be good, right? I'm going to go with that. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. What, when you got onto The Ultimate Fighter um, Latin America, how did you find out about that show? And then how did you get casted and, and finally get on that show? I, I remember there was like a, like a Facebook post going around like, like the UFC is looking for, for, for 20 guys to ready to The Ultimate Fighter. So you can imagine like everybody in South America was sending emails, blah, blah, blah. I want to do it, I want to do it. I was sending 40 emails a day. <laughs> With like the same email, just reset because I was thinking if I say one email, you know, the rest of the people get on top of me. So I was like, fuck that. I want to be always the number one so they can open my email. So I, I would send like three emails in the morning, 10 emails later, another one. And then one day this guy was like, look, dude, I already saw your email. You fucking <laughs> stop harassing me. I'm like, okay, just, 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 just put my name and remember because I'm going to make it. I want to make it, but I don't want to pass over. Just because I'm not being aggressive, so I need you to know who I am, and I need you to keep me on top of the list. And so I'm like, okay. The next day, I keep sending the email, blah 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 blah. And then the guy was like, look, stop. If you don't stop, I'm I'm gonna tell them to don't to don't have you. I was like, 
okay, never mind. Last email, done. And then they they called me one day. I was driving, and they were like, hey, you were selected, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I started crying. I yeah, pulled over, and crazy. I was like, I was screaming. I was like, fuck, yeah, this is the moment. And there's there's a really sweet story behind. Like, my dad told me, like, that year, like, look, dude, you've been fighting for, like, a couple years. I've been paying for everything. I was, I'm letting you train. And by by, the, by then, I already have a daughter. I already live with my wife. And then I was a fucking kid. I was like, what, 18, 19? And then my daddy said, look, dude, we're cool. It's all good. But if you don't make it by the end of this year, we call it. You just, if you don't want to go to college, that's fine. I respect that. You just work with me in the farm. And I was cool working in the farm. I, I actually like that. I like outdoors. I like that. that. That's what I would do if I, if I wouldn't be a fighter anyways. So I tell her, okay, that. So he gave me like six months, the six last month of the year. He's like, hey, that was 2014, I believe. He's like, they don't call you by the end of this year. We do something else. And I was like, okay, because I can say shit. He was paying for everything. My rent, my my food, my kid's doctor, you know. Then my wife family will also help. But then they, he told me like, this is, the last, this is the last year you try, dude. He told me the 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 due day was December. December first. If they don't call by December first, yeah. I was done. They call me November fucking twenty seven. The UFC called November twenty November. They're late. All the time. They were like, "Hey, you were selected." <laughs> blah 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 blah. And I just started screaming. I I texted my dad, "You fucked up, that I made it." And like we, we I mean, he's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like they called me. It's like. No, they don't. I'm like, they fucking called me. I called my wife. I was like, they called me. They called me. They called me. She was like, who called? Dude, it was a weird day when I was telling people the gypsy called me. It, was, yeah. it wasn't like today. Like, you know, today I feel more I remember, people man. made it. I met it in 2014 when the UFC was like, like, small in a sense. Like, it was only like badasses. And then I think there was not too much South Americans back then. It, no. it, it was pretty sweet when they called me. It was, it was, it was amazing. So did you see my season, season one? And then what were your expectations? Like, what were your expectations versus reality when you actually did the show and moved in the house and, and how it progressed? I believe since I, uh, since I watched a lot of Ultimate Fighters before they called me, I believe I was kind of ready. I wasn't expecting nothing but what I, what I already kind of knew. It. Like, you're in the house, living with your, with your friends from your team and your enemies. Because you know you don't you you don't really know your team. You just like become friends overnight. So that's why it was weird too. But then you just you know you're in the house and then you don't know when you're fighting. And like everything I saw, I visualized. I kind of like I, I it was right. Like so I did, I wasn't even I, I never expect better or less. I, I thought it's like, gonna be a little miserable. It's gonna be bored, no fun. So then they mic you up. So whatever you say. And when I call it to the dark yeah. room, it's like, hey, why are you saying that about blah, blah, blah? So that helped me a lot because I had an experience of watching the pre previous uh, seasons before. And then I will never forget the speech that Dana gave. I, I believe it was in your season. Yeah. Or it was in, in season one. It was like, hey, guys, be, being a fighter is a fucking job. You know, Do you want to be a fighter? You take a picture, you're cool with the ladies and blah, blah, blah. So that message, it's, it's still on my on my on my brain. That's why until today, I don't think this is like a this is not like a rockstar job or like a, you know or just a movie maker and you're a, this famous actor. Like 
this is for this is a fucking job. You work Monday to Saturday. Like no one fucking cares about your feelings. No one fucking cares about what's going on in your life. You show up to the office every day. Like you know, I, I said like that when people say like, hey, why are you taking a couple of weeks off? Blah blah. blah. Like I'm not her. I don't have a concussion. I'm I have nothing broken. Like when a surgeon make a successful surgery, they don't take for three months out. They go and do another fucking surgery the next day. So I see life like that. Like this is my job, and I'm a hundred percent commit to everything I do, my recovery, my my diet, my my training, how I improve my training. Like everything is just full commitment. Like you know, I'm not fucking around. I will have time to fuck around when I'm done. When I'm done, I'm gonna, I don't know, maybe drink beer during the day. <laughs> right now, I only drink after the fight. Like, I, I just live the life. I don't. I'm not fucking around. Yeah, and the reason I asked about our season and, and the season, the early seasons, was because you could see that that progression of how it could make stars. And then now here you are getting your opportunity on that same exact show, that same platform, and you had your opportunity. And and you right. took well advantage of it. I mean, and you 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 left the show because of not a loss, but you lo- you had an uh, like a skin thing or something, right? Like there was a reason why you you left the show. Yeah, like um, after like the problem was like back then I didn't knew how to cut weight. Mm. Back then I didn't knew anything. Like I didn't. I was eating. I was eating as healthy. I was eating right now. So it was just like, and I was the last fight of the first round. I was the last fight. So. The whole fucking time I was cutting weight, I was, I was like not eating right. I was like eating like one meal a day. I was scared. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna fire. I'm gonna keep my weight low. I never, and before this, I never made 135. Yeah. I always thought my whole career was 145. So I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I, I never cut weight. I never sweat a pound in my life. So I was like, how's this gonna be? So I feel like all the stress, the emotions, the wake up to the first fight, the emotions after I won by KO, and then literally the day after I won, my skin just like explode. Like all these fucking things went around my face, my whole body, my whole legs. I was, I looked like a zombie. I looked like a fucking terrible. Like it was bad. It was, and I, the doctor when it was the doctor saw me said, "Look, dude, if you go and do the semifinal." I'm not fucking around. There's a possibility you can die. Your body's very beat up. Like, yeah. It's just it's just a stress. They wake up and I get it. Like back then, I didn't know how to cut away. I was jumping. I was doing 20 minute rounds in the sauna, three minutes out until I make the way. Like, but when you don't, when you're ignorant, somehow you can make it because you don't know what to do. You just do it. Yeah. Like, but every I did everything wrong. The diet, the the water loading. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just did. It. I was along. I just did it. like a couple of guys helped me, but it, we didn't, we didn't need too much back then. It was, it was very, it was just very like, let's see what happened. And then I get very sick, and I, that broke my heart because I really believe I could win the season. But then at least I get my ticket to the UFC, and here we are years later. Yeah, and we obviously know you're you're a true fighter to the core. But how was it? mentally to pick yourself back up because you did get this opportunity to come in the UFC. You came into the UFC, you had your big fight in Mexico and then you lost. Like how devastating was that? And then to pick yourself back up, come back, fight again. It was like six or nine months later and then you get a performance of the night bonus. Like, so, so how, how was dealing with that loss and picking yourself back up? And then it seems like you did that a couple times where you came back, you, you, you lost a couple, then you went on a streak, you lost a couple, you went on a streak and now you're back on this huge streak. So you've obviously learned um, how to how to how to how to come back from losses and how to come back from setbacks. 
I think I'm a very, very self-motivated person. Like I'm somehow my 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 mind is always ready to to recover. Like like I'm in a I'm in a constant constantly like learning how to do things better. Like and I just don't let myself down. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't let things um kill kill me or kill my energy or or, or don't let me progress. And I think I made it to UFC Barry Green. I was like six and one with a yeah. record in, in South America. Like I fought a couple of tough guys. I fought, I fought a couple of Brazilians that actually were good, but but it was it wasn't enough. Like the training wasn't enough, the experience wasn't enough. And then I felt those setbacks I had at the beginning. It's just because I didn't I didn't I didn't knew how to fight. Like to be honest, it was more like I had the balls, I had some skill, but the actual know how to fight, it wasn't there. That way I was running a lot, like kind of like kicking from the outside. And then with a decent jiu-jitsu grappling. But it, 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 a lot of people say, in this sport, you cannot learn in the road. It's going to hurt you. And it's weird I tell people, I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky that I actually learn in the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I, had six, I had seven fights before the UFC. Now I have six in fights in the UFC. Like I double up my experience in the business, yeah. in the in the highest level. So it's like it's weird. It's for it's for sure weird. Yeah. So I I would say those setbacks, you know, it's not an excuse. But I was very great, and I I, I did learn. They could easily cut me when I was one and two. Yeah. They could easily cut me, and I I I I wouldn't be here. But you know, everything happened by a reason. I get my chance and I prove myself. Yeah, and then fast forward now, are you training full time out of Ruka there in is that Costa Mesa? Yeah, it's like literally like a mile from my house. I just bought a house here in Costa Mesa, so it's pretty close. I do I do like a lot with Perillo. Like I would say like three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I go to, I go with Oyama, uh and then my spar, I use uh my good friend Romeo Danza, he's like a great Muay Thai fighter, and he's he do a lot of my mid work. He do a lot of my my advice with the with the with the with the Muay Thai area with the kicking elbows. So I I, I bounce around between them two. Uh, Parillo is um, works a lot. My I would say my he call it pimping. Pimp, he say there's pimp motherfuckers. Uh, um, <laughs> he, he he get my mindset. Um, he get, he get my of course my boxing is getting very sharp with him, and he makes sure like, you know all the basics are there while we keep going forward. Like I would say, Pereira kind of like work my mind and send me through the fight, and then you know Aroyama I do like I do I do a little bit of the grind, and then um, my jiu-jitsu coach is also in the area. It's uh, Giva Santana. He fought a lot, mm-hmm. and he's a high-level black belt. He's a guy that been there. He fought. He was close to the UFC and. Now he just dedicates himself to coach fighters. So I think I have a good team there. Of course, you know, my wrestling coach do not have a team. It's more like we met either at Ruka or Yama, and then he makes sure my Greco stays sharp too. So I feel I have a, a solid four coaches uh, that make sure my fighting is good. And then, of course, you know, I got my conditioning coach. I got, uh, and then I got a, a, a very good team that's surrounding me. So I feel I'm. I mean, I'm I'm in good spirits moving forward. What What's a normal week like for you, like like for during fight camp? Like like, how do you play your week out? Um, like every Sunday, like for example, today when I when I get done with you, 
I grab a piece of paper. I write all the days to the week. And I said, nice. you know, morning training, night training, morning training, night training. And then uh, I, I make sure it's like quick and sharp technical one day, hard day the other day. We go back to quick, sharp. Then you go to hard. So I would say like this, I, I like to go two days very hard. The rest is all, it's all mental. It's all like make, it, make sure the technique is there because... So I see some fighters going way too hard. By the time they learn technique, your brain won't pick up. You right. cannot do 30 things in yep. one week. So I plan my weeks. I, 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 you know, we know our weakness, you know, if you're very honest with yourself. So I know my weakness and then my strengths. I just let my coaches work on them because it's easy to know where you're good at. I like to focus where I'm not that good and then go on from there. And then in or out of camp is basically... A similar scale. I'm, I, I maintain myself almost ready. You know, you cannot be picking because I'm bad for your body. That's why I do bo two max and stuff like that to make sure where I am with my numbers because I like to run a lot. But uh, I just make sure I'm working the whole year. And then you know, when they come for a fight, I don't need to get in shape. I just yeah. need to get a specific a specific for that guy. Because I'm young, you know, I, yeah. I believe at some point I, I got to slow down and I and I do understand that. But for now, I'm trying to stay, let's say, lean and ready. Yeah, and I know you're 27 and you're still young. You got a long way to go in the UFC. I got in at 24. Um, I started thinking about business pretty soon after. Do you have anything on your mind right now, post-career, like like looking at like maybe a 10-year window from now that, that you would enjoy doing like after all this is over and, and you get as far as you can in fighting and, 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 you know, you do your thing in the MMA world. Do you have a passion that, that you're kind of like looking forward to later in life? I, I'm already doing the commentary in Spanish. You know, I, I'm, I'm working in ESPN. I would love to cross over to the English side one day because, you know, I, I believe it's a big, it's a, bit, a little bigger business there, but, I'm happy where I, where, where I am. You know, I'm getting experience. I'm getting experience in the camera every time, and I think that that might be uh, a good thing to to start. You know, you're already having that, and then me and my wife were thinking about a couple of businesses here and there. Like, we would like to have a coffee shop. You know, I like a like a nice, cute one with nice. you know with healthy snacks and good and cool stuff. Because you know, in California, there's pretty cool coffee shops. So. We like that, so I think that will, that can be a family business. But for now, it's you know it's just laser focus, make as much money you can, and Absolutely. try to conquer a belt. Absolutely. And lastly, what do you do? Anything interesting in your spare time, just to get your mind off fighting and uh, just just relax the brain? Do you have some kind of hobbies and and things that you like to do? Surfing. 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 Okay. Every so day. that's why you like Luke. That's yeah. why you're friends with Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told I, every time he comes down, I'm like, look, let's go surf, dude. He's like, oh, I bring my board. I'm like, come on, dude, just put it in your car. Like, I got like four boards, and I I surf pretty often. So nice. That's that's what keep me sharp. Actually, like I surf yesterday. I, I surf almost every day since the last fight. Yeah, it's good exercise one, too. You know, one, sure. It's a good. It's I'm a not good a good surfer. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm guessing it's a good exercise. I'm the worst thing at balance in the world. So, I, yeah. I'm not a good surfer. Oh yeah, I, I love it. it, give, it give, actually, that gets me in shape sometimes. Yeah. You come, you paddling for four hours, getting waves, coming back, getting waves, coming back. Then when a big set is coming, you gotta, you gotta hurry. So your hurry is, is going harder, most likely the whole time. 
and it's fun. That's awesome, man. Well, man, Marlon, I really appreciate you taking the time out on Sunday to sit down and talk to me. Um, I didn't know a lot about you that I, that I know now. I'm, I'm going to be even more excited to watch your fights now that I know more history about you. And, and I think a lot of other people will also know a lot more history about you. And, and I appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to share that with me and, uh, and give me your story, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch you fight. I loved your fight with, with Sean. I, looked, I loved your fights before. So I'm a big fan, and I'm going to continue to be a fan. And uh, I want to get you back on the show when you get your next fight booked or, or when you get back in the saddle again. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. It was a, it was a very good talk with you. Thanks, brother. All right, I'll stay in touch, and uh, I'll let you know when everything's out. And uh, good luck with your training camp, and we'll stay in touch. Sweet, brother. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Take care. All right, there we go. Chito Vera. Um, you know, in the last podcast, like I said, with Luke Rocco, we got to see him jump in for a little bit. And he's somebody who's been on my radar, and definitely since he beat Sugar Sean. Um, you know, you know, a lot of people can say what they want about the fight, but when you watch the fight, I mean, he fought a great fight and he did what he had to do and he injured that leg well before um, Sean rolled the ankle, even though the ankle wasn't broken. And and he earned that victory 100%. There shouldn't be anything said about it being an injury and, and not a legit win. He, he earned that victory. He's got a lot of experience. He's won a lot of fights. He's won six of his last seven in the UFC. Um, he's been on, on, on streaks before. He picks himself back up every time he gets knocked down. He's got a great, uh, you know, fortitude, a great uh, positive energy about him, and he has a, a good, strong work ethic, and I love fighters like that. He's a fighter to the core, and he's a hustler, okay? If we didn't learn anything else about Cheeto Vera today, we learned that he is a hustler. He sent 40 emails a day <laughs> to get to get his chance on Tough Latin America. He lost his first fight in the UFC, and still picked himself back up and then got a performance of the night bonus in a second fight. And then um, I think he hit a skid again and then went on like a three-fight win streak. Then I think he hit another skid and then went on like a, another big win streak. So, I mean, this is a guy who's get, getting better. And, and you know, like Hollywood Hino, a previous podcast guest that we had, um, always says, you know, he's a good example of somebody that, that I feel like wasn't taking losses he was taking lessons and, and he was learning. And now here he is, he's arrived. And um, though he wants to redeem his last loss, I don't think he has to. I think now he can move forward. He's ranked number 15th in the, uh, the UFC's ranking right now. And I think he's gonna just keep progressing himself up. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough division to be in. It's not, it's not a fun division when you look ahead at those, especially that top five. Uh, top 10 is pretty, pretty deadly, but that top five, but if there's anybody that's going to do it, it's a young 27-year-old, hungry Marlon Chito uh, Vera. So it was a great conversation with him. If you're watching on YouTube and you're enjoying these videos, you know, I, I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the support. Guys, I love talking to people and, and getting their stories and, and finding out who they are. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fighter and a fan. And, and I have my story. But, you know, I'm very fascinated with other people's stories, especially ones that I feel are on the path to greatness and success and uh, lucrative careers. You know, I want to know what they're about, what makes them tick. And I think you guys do, too, if you're fans of these guys. So that's 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 my goal here doing these podcasts is, is getting to know these guys. We obviously have fun ones like the, the last one with Luke and and stuff like that. But but, you know, I do enjoy these conversations and. 
Uh, I'm glad you do too. It, it seems that the show's picking up a lot. I, I really want to uh, say that I appreciate you guys sharing and, and telling everybody about the show. It seems like we have a lot of people coming to bat for saying that the show should be bigger and we should have a bigger following. You know, I, I appreciate that. You know, that makes me feel really good to know that you guys are coming to bat for me and, and for my team and, and for all of us here that are, that are putting these videos out. Um, and it shows that we're doing the right thing. And as long as you guys like it and as long as these are enjoyable for you, we're going to keep doing them. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to get that kind of feedback. And if we have uh, negative feedback from you guys, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll make the corrections. We'll, we'll do what we have to do. Um, you know, I'm going to stay in line with my, uh, my plan as far as why I'm doing this and, and what makes it fun for me. But aside from that, if I'm doing something wrong or I can improve, I am 100% open. So let me know. Don't, don't be afraid to tell me. Um, but anyway, I won't, I won't, I won't ramble on like I always do at the end. Um, so if you're on the sound, if you're on the audio platforms, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you can leave us a review. Uh, you can subscribe, definitely subscribe on YouTube. We're building up our YouTube channels. We have the clip site. We have the actual podcast site or podcast site. So we have two, two channels on YouTube. So you can uh, go to the clip site, which is at the end of every podcast. And you can actually see all the clips, the highlights of the podcasts. Um, and we do timestamps. I know you guys appreciate that. We're doing everything to make it as easy and as entertaining for you guys as possible. It, it's not about this is not my main job. You know, this is something I, I love doing and I'm pursuing, but I'm a businessman. I have multiple businesses. Um, so I, I'm trying to get you guys uh, entertainment, you know, that you can enjoy so that I can continue doing this and feeling like it's worthwhile. So if I can do timestamps to get you to hop around and, and get to the best parts that you want or, or make a clip site and get you the best clips, that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, it may make me less revenue. I guess that's the reason people don't do it. I, I, I don't know enough about the revenue with, with YouTube to know, but whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Um, right now I'm just doing this to, to, and to, to build the channel and um, to try to do something different than what I have seen other podcasts doing. And I think I can do that. I can fill that void. So I appreciate the support guys. Thank you all. And I will see you next time. And by the way, uh, we have a huge podcast next just a uh, little insight Real